This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Hello everyone, Mike Hal here. Will is on holiday, so this week, TOFOP Industries is proud to bring you a collection of some of the finest TOFOP, T.M. brand items the boys have invented over the years. Also, as a little bonus, the clip that started the argument that has been going for nearly 150 episodes of this show. We hope you enjoy this look back and we look forward to bringing you a piping hot new batch of nonsense as soon as Will returns. As always, thank you for listening. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman like usual. World was life. It's free, you know. I traveled through time. Totally. Totally. That's actually happy nights. But you're on a lazy Susan. It's a total fact. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Let's get guns. Now, this is Tofop. How do you feel about uh, inspirational quotes when people post inspirational quotes? I like them. All of them? Yeah. Really? I have a real soft spot for an inspirational quote. I have a, uh, the only thing that I have on my desk at home at the moment uh, is uh, an inspirational quote. It's on like a heavy bit of like, you know, silver or lead or whatever the fuck it actually is made of. But. Yeah. And carved into it, it says, uh, what would you achieve if you knew you could not fail? And I, I and I like to look at that occasionally and be inspired by that. And I used to have like a thing of like daily quotes. And I don't mind when somebody puts up an inspirational quote or meme or something like that. I like a, I like a Hallmark card. I don't mind a card. I don't mind a good card. Really? Yeah. There's a part of me that could have gone into the card game. They would have been right. very happy if my job was just being the guy who came up with card, like greeting card slogans. I, I feel like that would have suited my skills. I'm good at Twitter and stuff. Like just a little yeah. pithy, like holiday sort of emotion. Like I think that would be, I think I'd so be you good would at do, that. So would you do all seasons and events or would you specialize in like birthdays and funny? No, I think I want to do the whole, I think the excitement would be in like the challenge of, like it'd be right, like writing monologue jokes. Like there's some standard mm. things. I mean, there's birthdays every day, but like it'd be the kind of Easter's or maybe having to research a, like a, a you know a, a Jewish holiday or something like that that I didn't really understand. That's where the you know the real f- fun would be, you know. And do you think, like I'm thinking now, if I had to write a line of say um, uh, sympathy cards, yeah, like what there's a whole heap of cliches like you know deepest condolences for your loss. May they be welcomed into. Uh, God's kingdom, something like that. Right. Would yeah. I have to be a bit more imaginative than that or does that pass? No, that passes, but my sort of thing is going to be a bit more specific. So, like, right. for example, you know, it, it, like what was the occupation of the person who, who like, died? Oh, so you'll customise the Yeah, card. happy to do that. Happy to do that. Oh, my... Hang on. Hang on. Well, you are giving away fucking gold here. Tofop greeting cards... 
personalized by Will and Charlie, mainly Will. <laughs> I know, but we still need to get someone in to do like the, I mean, I guess Foz, we could get Foz to do the... Foz to do the art- artwork, yeah. Right. We'll do a range of Tofop greeting cards. So there's like birthday, wedding, anniversary. What are the standard ones? Um, I mean, it, it, would, it, would, it would be a good way to like get people to know about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. When your Uncle Jan has died, or your Aunt Jan has died, and you get a, you get a Tofop sympathy card. We heard your auntie cocked it. That really sucks. <laughs> Check us out on Patreon. Chuck us 20 bucks. <laughs> they don't all need to rhyme, but <laughs> I feel like maybe the death ones don't need to <laughs> be jaunty. I feel like that we want to tie them into the brand as well. So it should be like, everyone relax. She'll live on in our memories. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> She's totally dead. <laughs> You're totally never seeing her again. <laughs> Love Tofop. I think there's something in that. Yeah. Another idea to lose us money. <laughs> what kind of pizza do they do in Alaska? Uh, you know what? Frozen. Ta da! Oh man, that's really good. That's that's one for our Christmas cards. <laughs> that's a really well, that's good been one. getting a lot of traction, hasn't it? I've had two separate printers contact me very seriously about the Christmas cards, saying if you guys decide to go through oh, the greeting cards, if you decide to go through with it, let us know. Well, I had a couple of people hit me up, going, you know, we've got a wedding coming up, or we've got a and like kind of. <laughs> I don't know if that was serious, serious, but they certainly seem like they. I don't know. Hit us up. Hit us up on the Facebook page. It's been a long time since we've had an, an idea that's lost us money. So, you know, we do, we do need another little project. You know, Patreon's ticking along nicely. Maybe uh, maybe the greeting card thing is something we can explore. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's enough interest. So, you know what? Hit us up on the Facebook page and let us know if... And then we'd have to work out some way we could actually do it. But if there is some way, even in some limited form, that we could do a few, then sure. Like, if there's enough interest, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess how would it have to work? Would we, because the idea was personalizing them, right? Yeah. So we'd have to contact one of these printers and see how quickly they could turn it around and what the minimum print off would be. Because I imagine if someone just wants one card, no printer is going to be interested in that. So maybe if it's a, well, it can't be a personalized message then, can it? Okay. It could be a unique message. How about this? Yeah, well, because I was about to say we could just have like, you know, for example, that would be a perfect quote for the card. You know, that one you go, what, what, you know, what pizzas do they eat in Alaska? Frozen, you know, Charlie, Tofop, right? You know, that's funny. And then they, yeah. you have like a drawing on, the, yeah, whatever. That, you know, that, that's a fun idea. <laughs> but then I was thinking, do they do, what about, um, uh, I love uh, Chinese crackers. What do you call them? Like uh, fortune cookies. So, you yeah. know, when you go to a Chinese restaurant and you get a little fortune cookie, do they do... Could we do Tofop? Like, so they have fortune cookies cookies. that have like Tofop quotes in them. So you could get like a bag of Tofop fortune cookies and then you have your party and you crack them open and they say things from the podcast. How about that? (laughs) I love it. I love that. I'm totally done. And best of all, if you eat the cookie, it gives you food poisoning. Uh, probably, probably, because we won't be able to afford really good ones. So if it's you, laced if, with laced with salmonella. Certainly, if you eat the piece of paper and the ink from the cheap Bangladeshi factory <laughs> we got it from, then oh, hang on, 
Is that uh, Mike Howe's put up a link here? That uh, uh, our fancy fortune cookies, custom fortune cookies. Here we go. I'll have a look at the website here. See what they say. We can t- uh, whatever your message. We can tell your. Are fortune. you looking at the web? Are you, are you looking at the website? The very if you go, you're looking at the website for it. I am. Yeah. Doesn't that first cookie look a bit like a vagina? Uh, wh- <laughs> <laughs> the bedazzled one. Are you looking at that red fortune cookie with the bedazzled kind of pubes? <laughs> I mean, firstly, you don't have to point out which one it is if I am indeed looking at the page because it's very clear if you're looking at the page which one it is you're talking about. It's the one that looks a lot like a vagina. But at the same time, it doesn't really look anything like a vagina. Like if you've, if you, But at the same time, you're giving me some ideas because if I did get to you know, that part of the body and it had a little icing and some like, you know, little sweet love hearts like that one has there, then maybe that would, that'd be something that people would be into. Um, you know what? The, the caption next to that vagina looking fortune cookie says, fortune cookies always get opened. They're definitely fucking with us. Yeah. Well, maybe, well, maybe the thing is about that is, oh, you know what? That'd be a good angle for a stripper, Right. Imagine like your like your thing was like I'm fortune cookie right, and you come out and at the end like you have it all kind of painted like that fortune cookie is there. But at the end of your dance, you open up your legs and like a little saying uh, comes out. Look, there's a little note. I love it. Right, uh, Michael, can you take a screen cap of that uh, that fortune cookie vagina? I think people might want to see it on the Facebook page. Right. Well, maybe they won't. No, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they won't. Anyway, so, okay, let's have a look at the rest of the page here. Um, so, oh, yeah, okay. So, you can have, like, you can kind of customize your fortune cookies. Like, you can put chocolate on them and all sorts of things. Uh, so, they've got quite, yeah. a, quite a range. But we'd want to keep it pretty simple, right? Just like old-fashioned. Yeah. Traditional. Well, what's, I mean, what's, a, do we have a color scheme? Like, our logo, it's sort of, we're kind of like red, black, and chrome. Right. That's sort of our color scheme. I don't know that looks particularly appetizing. No, um, and, and I mean, stick- once you get chocolate coated and covered, I think that's problematic. I reckon it's, you want old school, traditional, simple, vanilla fortune cookies. Here we go. Let's. So I'll do yeah. the quick view on this one, just the traditional ones. So, yeah, yeah. F- up to five free custom messages in the entire order. Yeah. Additional messages, five dollars extra. Okay, and they're okay, fi- that's fifty-nine cents. Does that mean fifty-nine cents each? Okay, yeah, all right. So that and that's American. That's it's American. American. So, I mean, to kind of dip our toe into this is going to cost us, you know, a couple hundred, yeah, maybe a little bit more dollars, you know, to see what we do, I guess, at the start. But if people mm. are interested, that'd be pretty fun. So, how do, so how, how do we work out, are we, are we you, you're thinking we dip back into the archives, just in TOEFOP wisdom? Well, I think that one of them should say everyone relax. There should be one everyone relax, right? Uh, that should be the golden ticket yeah. fortune cookie. If you get one that says everyone relax, you win a trip to the Tofop factory, which is basically my living room. <laughs> Not much to see. I know you're joking about this, but I do kind of love where that train of thought is going. I wonder if there is a way in this where we could hide, like, so there is only five everyone relaxes or whatever. So then it is a thing where people like sign up to the Patreon or something and you get like sent these things but amongst them there's like five yeah golden tickets sort of things. Well, m- or well maybe one we can may- may- maybe we can do maybe we can tie it into the Melbourne Comedy Festival show we're right. going to do where you win like access all areas past the comedy festival show 
maybe we got, you know, we have a bite to eat beforehand or something like that. It's like you get the full Tofop experience, which is just basically Will and I sitting around in his hotel room talking bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, if that's interesting, that's fun. I love the idea of like, oh, it's it's Charlie in the Tofop factory. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh. Willy Wonka and the oh. Tofop Factory. <laughs> it depends if you're talking about the Tim Burton remake or not. It's a good point, Charlie. How <laughs> have we not seen this before? We've got a Willy and, and a, a Charlie. Charlie this whole fucking time sitting right in front of us. I mean, I mean, this is like one of those. <laughs> West, this is like one of those Westworld moments where people are like, "Oh my god, are they?" The Willie and Charlie from the Chocolate Factory now. And they have a podcast together. I can't believe we've been doing this for six years and we've been friends for like over a decade and we've never worked out the fact that we have the names of the two lead characters from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Varadarajan Madala... You're not helping. Keep going. Varad... No, no, don't, 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 don't. Let's move on. Varadarajan. No, Varadarajan, I reckon. On second reading. Yeah. Varadarajan Mudalaya. Mudalaya. Uh, popularly known as Vada Bar. <laughs> you realise you have stopped. Like, just keep going. Vada Bai. Yeah. Popularly known as Vada Bai was a Mumbai-based ethnic Hindu Mumbai mafia mobster. What? Whoa. Start again? He was a Mumbai-based ethnic Hindu Mumbai mafia mobster. Wow. Triple M. Yeah. Uh, came to be known. <laughs> came to be known. Uh, who operated from early 1960s to 1980 and accorded equal clout along with Haji Mustan. Okay, right. So this was the other... He's the rival dude. Yeah, so, he's a rival dude. He's yeah, yeah. like... You got, okay. you got Lucky Luciano and Al Capone, yeah. right? So um, starting off as a porter, his first brush with the crime world was when he began selling illicit liquor. He commanded a lot of respect within the Tamil, Tamil community, uh -oh. and he also ran a parallel judis judiciary where his verdict was the law of the land. Oh, my God. <laughs> hang on, that hang doesn't on. sound... He just set up his own court system. Yeah. Oh, you know, like they do in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. No, that's fine, guys. Uh, the law of the land was final and binding in areas such as... So, oh, so he just took over some areas yeah. and just was basically like, um, hey, guys, this is the law now. Well, that's what Escobar did yeah. in Colombia, for instance. Yeah, what's what's happening with the Taliban and stuff right. as well. Like, you know, they go to places and go, you know, I am the law. Judge yeah. Dredd. They all watch Judge Dredd. They go, guys, I've got an idea. Which one? The, uh, I am the law. The Sylvester Stallone one? Yeah, it took him this long to work out what he was saying. Turns yeah. out he was saying, I, I am, am the law. <laughs> Uh, I think we can make fun of the way he speaks. Okay. I think that's fine. Um, all right. So he um, ran his own uh, uh, court system. And then, um, oh, no, he actually worked in tandem with Haji Mustan. Oh, shit. They yeah. teamed up. So they teamed up. Team up. Yeah, this is like their Avengers. Yeah, right. Um, and So they ventured into stealing dock cargo because I both worked on the docks. So they decided they'd uh, set up a stealing dock cargo business together. Steal as in... To thieve? To or? thieve, yes. Okay, right. Not as in the metal. No, they weren't stealing it. No, yeah, they were... Like, they oh, were, they've gone legit. They they're were in, thieving they're in construction. They were nicking it, mate. He later diversified into contract killings. Oh, God. Well, this is nice when you're like, hey, guys, 
I feel like we're doing good with the doc stealing. Yeah. But how do we start killing people? I feel like, how do we do? It's like us with the podcast. You know, we're yeah. like, maybe we should get a YouTube channel. Maybe we should, you know, like do other things. They're having those meetings as well. They're having like a meeting down and they go, hey, well, you know, we're working together now. We've got some extra resources. This whole stealing from the doc scene works pretty well. Like, okay. maybe we should diversify. Anyone got any ideas? It does actually make sense to me. Like, if you think about it, if you were involved in the criminal world, right? Right. And just say you started off Chopper Reed style as like a standover man or a contract killer or whatever. I can understand there being sort of like issues with how far you can grow that business. But if you start off the guy who's smuggling stuff in and then you're sort of building a business, now you're a big wig and you start moving into other areas of crime, you've never actually firsthand had to kill anyone or, or, or be in a room where someone's killed. But you've got enough money and resources that you can start handing out contracts left, right, right and centre because you'll never see it. Like, well, it's like, you know, like you sometimes hear of footballers who like open a, you know, uh, like a baked potato franchise or something like that. Smoothies it was for a right, while. Right, yeah, smoothies. You, you get yourself a boost juice or yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. right? Like, you know, I, I can imagine you could do that in that world as well. I mean, are we limiting it ourselves? Like, you know, people support us now. People give some money on Patreon. We appreciate that. We're looking for ways to, you know, put that money into the podcast to improve it. But are we limiting ourselves? Should we be going, maybe we should be looking to establishing like a contract killing? <laughs> like, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a hundred percent on brand, but uh, I mean. That's a fucking great idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, that should be a Patreon podcast, reward Tofop, podcast and contract killing. Well, what, need to, what we need to find out is like, what the, what's the minimum price you can pay to put a bounty on someone's head. I, I would imagine 20 grand. Let's not like go minimum. Let's like put, if we're going to put in a Patreon level, is that what you're going to suggest? Yeah. Well, let's put it at a decent price. Like if you give a million dollars or whatever. We'll like kill, We'll have someone kill. we'll have someone killed of your choice. <laughs> but there's got to be some prerequisites. Because we'd be able to get like, we'd be able to get like someone cheaper. So we'd still make a lot of cash out of it. Like if someone offered like, you know, like say we said you've got to join at a hundred thousand a month for a year, yeah. and then at the end of the year you can tell us who you want killed, and we will we'll arrange for them to be killed. I bet we could find someone for like, what do you, how reckon, how cheap do you reckon we could get someone to kill someone to kill someone effectively though, like so that we're not implicated. We want a professional. I don't know. Well, I've been, I've, I was uh, reading a lot of Chopper Reed uh, books a little while back, and I think I mean that was thirty years ago. But he he was doing stuff for like ten or twenty grand. So yeah, inflation maybe fifty, sixty, fifty, fifty, sixty. So even if we got someone good, even if we like splashed out a little and spent like two hundred thousand, right? Got a real pro, someone nice, someone yeah. we like, someone right? international. Yeah, someone exactly. No, idea. no connections a to ghost. us at all, right? A ghost. A ghost. Yeah, we put some extra money in. You know what? Five hundred thousand. Oh shit! Okay, we're getting someone real good there. We're getting someone from Russia for 500,000. Okay. You're getting you know one what? of those fucking Russian assassins. We're where... getting like 1.2 million. And okay. So, okay. Now, you know what? 300,000. I reckon we could oh, spend... more of a profit margin? Yeah. I'm basically trying to work out what the right amount of profit margin versus the right amount of... Killer. Killer. Expertise. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want like our brand to be a good brand. I, I think... Like, I think like because the thing is, we shouldn't be looking at this as a short-term investment. Like no. if the first one works out well, then obviously, you know... That would be great for other people as well. So then we want like a guy we can rely on. So we want a guy who does a good job the first time or a woman, and let's not be I, sexist, but, so that we can then next time like go back to them, don't we? Well, or do we want to go to someone new each time? I, I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm, like, it's like, you know, you have burners when you're, yeah. when you're a drug dealer. I think we should not have anything that ties back to us. Like if that guy gets caught on another job, you know, and we've used him multiple times and it looks bad for us that, oh, why is this guy called your number multiple times? I reckon we go for a different... There must be... But a, isn't it like, you know... If John Wick has taught me anything, there is a cabal 
of assassins and they all hang out at this really cool hotel and stuff and we'll be able to get more if we get one high-priced assassin we just get him to make some introductions okay but won't they be don't we also not want to cross a high-priced assassin like would they be like pissed off about the fact that we contracted them for one would, job and then i think like, a mercenary because you don't want a mercenary, a mercenary to hate you to have like bad relationship with you, you don't want to like no, but that's the... This that, person's a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, but they're also a mercenary. They're not going to fucking go out of their way to shoot you unless there's money involved. Like, you but, taking but money to someone else. But your future business is their money. So if you're suddenly not using them, the first wouldn't guy, you think that they would be mercenary about that transaction? Only if they felt that they were getting ripped off or you're taking money out of their hand. But in, in the first meeting, we sit down with whoever, he or she, and say, look, this is a one-off job for you. We may uh, put more contracts out, but we're not going to use you again. This is a one and done deal. What do you say? <laughs> we're both dead. We're just dead. like stood bullet to the head. What happened to Tofop? They got assassinated. Yeah, but not by a fan. That was a weird thing. We always thought it'd be a fan. All right. So, so. Like if you want to destroy someone in a house fire, you need a lighter. Yeah, call Some Tofop. So call Tofop contract killings. Yeah. We'll do it. And why are we doing house fires as well? Uh, or maybe insurance claims. Let's insurance start with claims. insurance claims. Contract yeah. killings and insurance yeah. claims. <laughs> in fact, I think we should just start with, just stick with the insurance claims. I think it's a, And payday loans. <laughs> need fast cash? <laughs> Tofop payday loans. Amazing. That's what we use the Patreon for. Fast payday loans with 70% interest within four days. That's how we finally fund the podcast. We take the money that people are giving us on Patreon and we set up a payday loan business. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, well, that's better than the contract killings because then we just hire some... All we need to hire oh, then is some like stand-over some men. goons. Yeah, yeah exactly. just mu muscle stand-over yeah, people. Yeah, some muscle. Say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I feel more comfortable with that than the contract. It's good boy. You're just like, you're just going to break some ankles. You're going to like shatter some shins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if we get someone who's just really good at psyching Intimidating. Out, really intimidating. Just that sort of like old school goes around going, hey, you got a pretty, pretty nice house. That'd be a shame. real shame. <laughs> Something happened to the front door. <laughs> what are you doing? Trying to shake your door over the hinges, but. Gee, it's bolted on tight. Can you let go of my door, please? No, I'm just going to show you what happens if you don't pay your debts to die for. Oh, God, this is exhausting. Oh, can I sit down? No, get out. Can I have a water? Slips over. Hits his head on the edge of the door. Yeah, has to hit. The person who's standing over has to call him an ambulance. I'm adding this to the bill, by the way, because I don't have insurance. I mean, there's one thing I do is I fucking talk to him. I've actually, right. I, I, I talk to him, but in public, like this morning, I just forget. Like what sort of thing? That I look crazy. Just like, well, I have a narrative going on in his head, you know, like I'll do his monologue. So, you know, when he's walking down sniffing something, uh -huh. I'll be like, oh, that's a good tree, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good tree. Oh, better go over there. There's something that looks disgusting. I better roll on that. And then he'll do that. So essentially thing. you're a dog commentator. Yeah, dog commentator. Yeah. But then I'll talk to him and I'll ask him like, what are you doing? How was that? Was that good? Was that good? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then like this morning. And I does he, up, do you feel like he responds? Junior's got those big brown chocolate eyes yeah. that when he looks at you, you could pretty much extrapolate any reaction. Exactly. You can, re you can read whatever you want into <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. He's the Ryan Gosling of dogs. I do think he's, he stares at me trying to figure shit out. Like I do yeah. think he... Like, who the fuck is this crazy guy? Yeah, like, and when did the one who loves me go? Yeah, exactly. 
Why is he always fucking Why is talking? he talking all the time? It's uh, hard for me you know, to think what? about where the piss is <laughs> when he's constantly talking about whether that's good piss. He and Gemma treat me the same way. In, in 13 years, I've noticed that Gemma has become very skilled at tuning me out oh, yeah. for her own sanity. Sure. You know, like we can be in, sitting watching TV together or, or working or whatever, and I'll be jabbering like I do. And I'll look at her and I can see that it's just like she's either looking like she's listening or she's somewhere else, but in her head, there's some kind of like hold music playing. Yeah, there's a safe space. Yeah. She goes exactly. to her safe space. Yeah. <laughs> like some tropical island somewhere. And so I look at Junior sometimes. Yeah. And when I'm fucking rabbiting on, I think he looks at me and he's just like, fucking the park. The park. It's a cool day. The wind's blowing in the park. Lots of things to sniff. Is he done yet? No. Fuck. The other thing is, just when you were saying that, Junior looked at me and gave me a look of like, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. that is totally what I'm thinking at all times. Well, yeah, he's, he just has a way of chinning me out. And like it used to be, I would call his name and he would look up straight away. Now it can be like, Junior. Oh, no, he oh there you time. go. There you go. I'll try it again. Wait, wait till he settles back down again. Junior. No, again, he looked. No, he looked. <laughs> See what happens this time. This is a <laughs> great, great podcast. <laughs> Junior. Half look, yeah. Watch this fourth time. I bet you won't turn. Here we go. Junior. It didn't turn. <laughs> I knew it. You tuned me out, didn't you? Oh, oh fine. So disrespectful. Good boy. <laughs> and just as our audience entirely tuned out as well, Junior tuned you out. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing on Tofop these days? I haven't really Charlie, checked in. You know, uh, Charlie. Charlie tries to get his dog's attention. Yeah, it's literally. But actually, hour. tries to do, not, not get, get his, his dog's dog. attention. Not get his dog's attention by calling out his dog's name. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, it's a great episode. It's a real good one, mate. You've got to tune in for that. Skip past the intro, but like get to the bit Wait, where Charlie is trying to prove a point by just quite... ignoring him. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> then eventually his dog will ignore him. You know, I often talk to you about like, how could we adapt this into like something like a visual format, like a TV show or something? I think we've just come up with it. It's just me on a couch seeing how long it takes my dog to ignore me. Junior wouldn't be part of it. That'd be the problem. You have a go. Okay, Junior. He ignored you fucking first up. <laughs> wow. Uh, junior. Uh, junior. I'm over here. <laughs> I think this is honestly this- the worst <laughs> bit of the podcast we've ever done. And that is saying something. Like it is real. Like, I, I mean, I didn't actually know that we could get to this low. And what I love is, despite the fact that we got that low, you went, you try it. Yeah. Like we, we got out of it. We'd made a little bit of fun of it and we'd moved on. And then you're like, no, no, you have a go. I think that what I hope I am and what I would actually be might be two different things. I would hope that I wouldn't give her an allowance allowance. I hope that I would teach her the value of work. So... Um, by taking her to a factory where you have people working for slave wages and saying, see, that's work. Anyway, here's your allowance. I would take her to my factory in Bangladesh <laughs> yeah. and I would point her manager. Yeah. She's 15, but... Yeah. <laughs> She's twice as old as the uh, last manager. And all the workers. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I would like to teach her the value of work, but I would probably make some sort of agreement if I had the money to do that to like kind of match a certain amount of money so say for example if she was saving towards like a car yeah like i, I would say something like I'll you know match. what if you uh, if you save seven thousand dollars 
I'll give you seven thousand dollars and we'll buy you like a nice wow. car kids or whatever. Seven grand—that's a lot of money. Well, I had—I think I had six or seven grand when I turned eighteen. I bought my first car with. So wow! What did I you always do? felt like there was a, a milking cows. Like it oh, wasn't right. working for your dad. Yeah, working for my dad. So, so he like, just paid you what he would pay anyone, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. So I kind of think that that's yeah. that's the area I would be in, where I would definitely try to help them. Yeah. Like you know, I wouldn't. Well, it helps if you do have a business and right. you can get them to work for yeah. you. But I would try to encourage them to also realize that work comes with reward. However, do I feel like knowing what I'm actually like, would I be tempted to overspoil people that I probably shouldn't overspoil? Yes. Yeah. So I hope that I remember what I want to be mm. if I'm ever in that situation rather than I, I know that chances are if my little fucking girl battered eyelids at me and said, Daddy, everybody at school's got these shoes. Can I get some? I'd be like, here, don't tell your mother. Uh, <laughs> no. Can I just can I just, uh, can I just, revisit that scenario and it's more like, Daddy, can I get these shoes that all the girls at school have? And you'd be like, honey, I'm watching the football. My wallet's on the bench. Just don't come back for another two hours unless you're bringing me a drink. Right, honey, you know I got a an Amex that we don't tell mum about. Now, while you're down at the shops, could you please get Daddy a cake? <laughs> <laughs> and which of your friends sell wheat? Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when, when, when you have a daughter and she turns fifteen, we can employ her at uh, Tofop Studios. By that stage, fifteen years from now, I imagine it's an empire. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so it can't be fifteen years from now. It's got to be fifteen years from. Oh yeah, well, between six, now. Fifteen. Let's say sixteen say, or seventeen today. years from now. Okay. So minimum, I'm fifty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me 53. <laughs> Which means that we should not be doing this show anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. By that stage, Tofop In these same leather chairs. Tofop, no. You gotta, Let's you take the chairs big. with us wherever Tofop we go. Tofop becomes a brand in the same way yeah. that like Hustler or Playboy. They started off sure. making filth uh-huh. and then they branched oh, out. become a bigger Just like a crossover. brand. A brand, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So we start off peddling filth, yeah. angering religious groups. Yeah. And, uh, and then, then, then you get become... shot and paralyzed and go out with... With Courtney Love, I think that's how it works. I like I, I don't, can't imagine that this podcast. How would this podcast become a brand? Like, how would like honestly, like what 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 would be the ideal scenario for like this to be like? What's the per, like? How could this work out for us? I love it. That's like finding out. It's like you've just booked yourself on what you were told was a return trip to the moon and you're halfway to the moon and the pilot turns to you and says, look, um, in the ideal scenario, how do we get this ship back to Earth? What? I thought you knew. I thought you knew. Oh, oh, no, I didn't know how to get it to space. I didn't even know how to get to the moon. Oh, my I just God. Just, off uh, Earth. I just off Earth. I was wrapped around the moon in the first place. The Earth is massive. Do you know how easy it is to get off it? All you have to do is go in any other direction. <laughs> World's worst astronauts. The, the Earth is big, but you know the only thing that's bigger than the Earth? Space. <laughs> Oh my god, you've been watching that Carl Sagan documentary too. <laughs> that's pretty much the whole, that's all he says. Um, 
Okay, so how would yeah how, how ideally how does Tofop become a brand? Like how how could it become like successful? Now more people are like are listening all the time, and I will say to our listeners, um, well, look, all right, tell people if you like it and you think someone would like it. Tell them because the more people who listen to it, obviously, the, yeah. the better it goes. Well, I reckon, like Nerdist seemed to be on the path. Okay, tell, tell fr- me how they of, did the it. franchise. How did they do it? Well, from what I've heard Chris Hardwick say, he yeah. he had he had an investor right board. Oh, so we need an investor. He had an idea that he wanted to start the podcast initially, but I think he always had the ideas for TV shows and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I don't know. It was a We've huge... got a blackboard. We could map stuff out. <laughs> yeah, we could. Like the crazy people yeah. in those clips. We've got some film. great ideas for shows. Uh, sunglass case. That's pretty good. <laughs> Hot woman. Hot woman. On plane. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't got to that one yet. Well, we've kind of got to it. We've teased that a bit. Double halloumi. Uh, double halloumi. That's definitely a good one. All right. Uh, uh, so I think what he's done by starting the, the podcast, and obviously, I mean, they're kind of smart the way it went about it because it was sort of niche, but... Then they started getting out to booking agents and saying, well, look, if you've got someone to, who wants to promote something... Oh, get them through. Get them through. So yeah, it became... Right. Although they had their, just the Nerdist podcast, then it sort of became more like the interview podcast. Yeah. And then from that, like, I just think with that volume of kind of show business running through, you know, like, you're going to be meeting people and stuff and, you know, you interview a guy from a TV show, then the producer of that show say, hey, we want to do a show that talks about the show, you know, after it's done. Like, I just think that was... That was what the Nerdist basically just ha- they put out they sifted out, you know the kind of uh, genre. F- uh, I mean, f- Nerdist the nerd crowd they literally yep. carved out that bit of ter- territory and then said, okay, well, how do we create like we have a nerd podcast? How do we become a nerd TV show? How do we? So the key would be finding out what the tofop element is, which is kind of. I mean, there is that kind of geek element, but there's some other stuff as well. I don't think we know what it is yet. No. But, I mean... But what is that? What? How do we franchise that, though? Well... Like, how do we... I think the next step... Well, I think well, I think more live shows. More live shows, eh? More live shows. Okay. Way Look of at you, Mr. I couldn't do live shows. I have to be <laughs> locked in a box. <laughs> Suddenly, these days, you're like, let's get this shit on the road. Yeah, but I have had the easiest introduction to live I would shows. love, by the way, if we can get to the point where the show's doing well enough that we can take these armchairs to the live shows. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That's our one kind of like, yeah. stipulation. The, the two of us just sit in these <laughs> armchairs on stage. Yeah. Guests are still on shitty chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Like some people have catchphrases, some people don't have you know catchphrases. I'm, I think catchphrases are one of those things where, and like I mean that's that classic Simpsons thing. But a catchphrase can make you really big really quickly. Yeah. But it also then becomes the yeah. the thing that hangs you. And some and some catchphrases I think happen organically, like they actually get adopted by the public. As you know, uh, you may say like the Charlie Sheen thing. He wasn't spitting out catchphrases, but. Like the the public adopted a whole bunch of things like winning and all that kind of stuff. That's right. So it just needs to be something that we already say. And then that could be our catchphrase. So it has to be something along the lines of we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the most repeated phrase in the show. That or totally. Someone did write that on Twitter. It was like, uh, you know, in Tofop quotes. And it was like, Will, totally. Charlie, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're two fifteen-year-old girls from the valley. Well, I'm glad that we agree with each other, obviously, a lot. Like that, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I mean, obviously, sometimes there's some disagreements, but a lot of the time, we're like we're in. You know, yeah, totally is one of those words. It's like awesome, like awesome, like somewhere around the late '90s, awesome became the kind of instead of that's good, you'd say awesome, 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 awesome. I still like awesome. Yeah. 
Well, my, you know, I like it because it reminds, remi- <laughs> reminds, it, ro- <laughs> it rhymes with my surname. I always, it I, does not. Close and awesome. Shut up. They don't that's rhyme. That's a rhyme? That is not a rhyme. If I was Eminem, if I would say Eminem, Charlie Clawson is awesome. Yeah, yeah, because Eminem can take things that aren't rhymes and make them sound like rhymes. That's his genius. You don't think that rhymes? Clawson and awesome do not rhyme. If I named my oh, son... Oh, you are so up yourself. If I named my son Charlie Awesome, awesome. awesome Clawson... <laughs> no. People would say, well, that rhymed. That's silly. No, Awesome Foursome rhymes. Awesome, awesome Clawson rhymes enough. No, you know what you have to name your son? What? Awesome Clawson. <laughs> or Dawson Clawson. Dawson Clawson. Yeah. That's all you... Or Mawson Clawson. <laughs> but you cannot name it awesome. I'm, I'll buy him a pie for him to put Sawson. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. That's an old joke. Uh, but yeah, no, it doesn't rhyme with awesome. I think it does. It does not. You've been rounding that up so you can sound awesome. I, th- I think that sound. I, I would put that out to a public vote. Hit us up if you think Dawson and Clawson, <laughs> Dawson and Clawson, awesome and Clawson. Awesome and Clawson rhyme? Yeah, awesome Clawson. No, you said Clawson. No, awesome, awesome and Clawson <laughs> rhyme. No. I, I have no debate with you over the fact, Charlie, that awesome and Clawson rhyme. I know. I mean, not- but awesome, awesome <laughs> and Clawson do not rhyme. Well, maybe we have to change the word awesome to awesome so it can rhyme for me. <laughs> Instead of saying awesome, I'm going to say, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's that- awesome. <laughs> that's your wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my wrestling catchphrase. Yeah. I'm Charlie Clawson and I'm awesome. <laughs> and all your memorabilia would have like, I'm awesome on it. <laughs> That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. All right, I'm going to try and remember. Maybe that can be your catchphrase. Awesome. Maybe that can be our sign off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you have an awesome week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's done. All right, cool. Uh, safe. Done. We- Not so fast, boys. Little did you know at that time that three years later, the rhyme battle rages on. Placement? Was oh, it product placement? Oh, we need a sponsor. Yeah, we need a sponsor. Get Who would involved. sponsor this show, though? I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, because oh. yeah, isn't everyone going to want sort of some kind of content approval? Look, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, obviously this is something that we've talked about a little bit, um, you know, off air, um, about, like, you know, is there any way that we could sort of, like, monetize this show in some way? And the only reason we would want to do that is – that people are always asking us about like merchandise, um, merch and like stuff like that. We want to get a better website. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Maybe some microphones at work. <laughs> <laughs> but like just basically stuff for the podcast, yeah. you know, maybe. We're not looking to make any money. No. We just want to kind of make more of what we're doing. Yeah. One of the things that people have been asking me a bit about offline is, uh, is an app. Is there any chance that we could get an app for yeah. the show? No fucking idea. Not at the show. moment because <laughs> that would involve somebody knowing how to make an app. And neither of us know how to make an app. Unless you can make it out of like an egg carton and some pipe cleaners. And even then we'd fuck that up. And then, no, you, you just get a fucking I've a made bunch a of pipe cleaners stuck together and a crushed up egg container in the corner. I had a fap. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, so, yeah, and, and we've kind of been trying to think about, well, what, what's the best way to do that? How can we, mm. you know, I mean, some websites, uh, some uh, podcasts have like a donation, you know, system. But I don't know if that's something that, you know, I don't know if I want people who listen to this to have no. to donate to the show. Like, we're happy to do it for, for free. Yeah. Um, you know, so whether it's like if we did some merch or whatever, like, you know, maybe we got, we got some posters done or whatever. The guys at Walk in the Room, I reckon, do a really cool job with that because, yeah. 
you know, you get their po- their podcast for free, but yeah, you know, when they do the shows and stuff, they got some really nice posters made and they signed the posters and you know they sold them and that money went into you know the yeah. podcast and stuff. Yeah. And the other way, of course, is to to get a sponsor. Yeah, which some shows do have, like yeah. obviously Flashlight, a way into the sponsorship game. Yeah. Now they obviously make sense because how can you have because most podcasts are like staying at home and fucking a torch. <laughs> Essentially, podcasts are the equivalent of staying at home and well, that manually kind of sponsor, masturbating with a daughter. That kind of sponsor is never going to say, hey, dude, I heard you talking about fucking Kathy Bates. That's a bit much, isn't yeah. it? As, You'd be like, a manufacturer of, as a manufacturer of rubber vaginas, we have a reputation to uphold. As a manufacturer of rubber vaginas disguised as torches, we have some certain standards. <laughs> We need to uphold. You guys are fucking deviants. Now, here's a fake vampire mouth you can fuck. <laughs> so, flashlight. The fact that you thought awesome rhymed with Corson disgusts us. Uh, we've made an armpit you can fuck <laughs> out of rubber. Would you like to have a go at that? <laughs> Would. Uh, when you masturbate, would you like to masturbate into an anus but is really just an anus, not attached to a person in a cylinder? Because that's what we make, but we've drawn the line at you. It might, be, it might be a bad road to go down if we got knocked back by Club X or Fleshlight or... I mean, who would it be? It'd have to be someone who's got nothing to lose. What company has gone through a massive scandal lately? Oh, right, and then you, you're like, this is their last chance. Yeah. Their last role. Like, well, like, they're like, everyone fucking hates us anyway. <laughs> These two idiots aren't going to damage our reputation anymore. Exxon. The major banks. Yes. Imagine that. Sponsored, brought to you by the Commonwealth Bank. Or, or we fuck you, now let your ears get fucked. You know what it should be? One of those fucking massive, uh, <clears throat> one of those massive uh, American financial institutions that went under. During the GFC. Like Wells Fargo or something like that. Yeah, like one of those ones that were just like, we're out of business. Like, this is it forever. Somebody's like, um, we found 900 bucks down the back of the couch when we were cleaning out everything for the sale. I've got one last idea. <laughs> this is like the plot of Wall Street 3. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this one last roll of the dice and I think we can take advantage of this. I reckon for 900 bucks, we can sponsor this podcast in Australia. Get a little bit indie heat. And we are back, baby. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't I don't look at sponsorship as, uh, it wouldn't be something like, would be suddenly, we don't, we've talked about this before and we wouldn't allow the actual show to change. We want to make the show always free. Yep. But we just want someone to assist us to kind of develop a better website. Yep. Like you said, apps, maybe even, I don't know. A bigger mixer, yep. so we can get more than two microphones plugged in. Well, that's—I mean—that's the—that's the problem, isn't it? Like, I mean, even when we have a guest, suddenly, like, it feels like an old-school um, duet video clip because me and the guest have to share one microphone, and we both kind of lean in, you know, to this microphone. Did and you ever do student radio? Did your uni have student radio? I think my uni had student radio, but I was—I was not involved. My uh, uni had student radio, but it was actually just the PA system. So they just get the PA system on the whole time and you'd literally have one of those little walkie-talkie hand microphones and that's how you'd talk. You'd do your radio show passing around a little hand mic. Which is, ironically, pretty much what we do. <laughs> we have done... We did, yeah, Splendour in the Grass. Yeah. That 
podcast, I listened to that. Ironically, that is one of the better sounding podcasts we've done. And that was you and I huddled over a fucking milk crate with one digital recorder between us that we kept passing back and forth. And we wanted to say something. Maybe we're too advanced. Maybe we've gone too far with these two microphones that we have and a computer, Charlie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just <laughs> go back to maybe we need to really scale it back. <laughs> Just get like a Fisher Price recorder. Most mobile phone. I heard Joe Rogan say that he recorded a podcast on his iPhone when he was on a flight somewhere. I we've mean, got, we've got to learn how to do stuff. But no, but I'm just assuming that it sounded shit. I know how to do that. I mean, you know how to record something on your iPhone, but are we setting our standards too high? I mean, maybe we are. Point is, we don't know. And we need someone who does know to tell us, yeah, what we know. But like to do that, we need like to have some money to give to that person or those people to. To, to help us out. So I don't know how we can. What kind of it. merch do you think people are looking for? I would love if people would hit us up on the Facebook page and say, hey, you know what we'd really like? The, the, like we listen to the show and, you know, what would value add for us? Because the thing I like about merch mm. is that I, I feel like it's, you know, something nice about the show and that people could have and whatever. And yeah. I like having merch of obviously. You like to collect stuff. I, I love to collect stuff from, you know, bands and, you know, artists and stuff that I'm into. So. The idea of some, you know, cool poster that was signed or whatever that I could frame at home. That's a good idea. Make it all collectible. Yeah. And like particularly stuff from, yeah, like the cricket. <laughs> you know, every day on the cricket. Yeah, yeah we'll just have, do it. We only have a thousand limited <laughs> prints of Charlie's tiny hands. <laughs> it's a panoramic view of Tofop Towers. <laughs> but I would like, yeah, maybe like getting, um, like James Fosdyke, who did the um, art that's on our, our Facebook page of us. Um, he, he's done a lot, lot of art for some podcasts and he's a really talented guy. Like you could get someone like him to say, create a scene from the show. Ah, oh, yeah. Like, you know, say when, uh, remember when the, um, the Grim Reaper went bowling Yeah. and we were imagining who the Grim Reaper's bowling team were and what they were called. Like I can imagine a scene like of them bowling, the bowling team, you know, with whoever it is with like a, you know, like as a poster yeah, yeah. and like that sort of thing. I would pay money for that. And then I go, Oh, well that's good. That's, People who listen to the show for free and they're like, fuck you, I don't want your stupid poster. Well, you can listen to the show for free and not have the stupid poster. But maybe some people who like the show could have the stupid poster and we could yeah, have a guy to tell us better ideas than that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem. It's yeah. the expertise. So hit us up on the on the Facebook page if you do have suggestions of you know what well, it is that you would like. If you want to like even sketch something. Yeah. Like if you if you if you've got ideas. I mean, I would love to see uh if, if people would make artwork out of some of the hypotheticals oh, that were spoken about. That's my really, like, I, that's the, my favorite bit of the show when I, like, when I think about it back is those scenarios. Like, you know, like, you know, the zombie town. Mm. Like, I start to really think about that a lot as I walk around in my life and, like, what that town would be like and, you know, what people would be doing in that town or... Or when we, yeah, our reboot of The Muppet Show, yes. I'm obsessed by that. Yeah. I can't stop talking to people about who I'm casting. Yeah. Like, I'm talking to people as like, if we are making this movie. <laughs> like, as if I am in charge of casting it. And I'm like, I'm not sure if Seth Rogen's right. Like, I'm having these conversations <laughs> with the people, Charlie. <laughs> so if there is anyone out there who's, like, inspired by any of that stuff who'd like to, you know, base anything on it, whether it's, like, music or art or any of that stuff, we would love to see that. That'd be really, really fucking cool. What do you miss most about sitting down? Like, everything it, about it, it. Every yeah, single right. thing about it. Like, I can't understand. You don't understand how much I'm fetishizing sitting down now. 
Like it's oh my God. like honestly, you forget how boring just standing up all the time is. Like heaps of yeah. the good things you do, like you sit down to do, and part of what's good about them is sitting down. Hey, guess what, mm. Charlie? It turns out that watching the football on your computer that's balanced on some fucking cookbooks, like because you can only stand up, is nowhere near as fun as sitting down on the couch and watching the football. What about lying on your front if you lay on your stomach like a teenage girl looking through her albums, talking to a friend on the phone? Can you do that? Yeah, I can lay on my front, like I can lay down on my front, but what I could not do is bend my body up to look at things. So <laughs> the TV would have to be, if I could get my next door neighbor to put a hole in our floor and I could lay like sort of massage bed style, right? If I could like yeah. have a, oh, so if I had a massage bed and it had a TV under where you put mm. your head in the massage hole, I could do that. So that's what I need. That's actually, that's actually genius. Like someone, <laughs> someone should make that. Like I've never thought about that before, but it's like, of course it's nice to kind of bliss out when you're getting a massage and stuff. But if I could bliss out and, you know, watch a couple episodes of my ta- favorite TV show as well, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet as well. Why haven't they done that? Surely someone's done that. I mean, that's a really good point because now at the dentist and stuff, they'll play your videos and yeah. stuff to distract you. You can't tell me there's not a market, particularly for your early morning business person. So like someone yeah. who's going in to get a massage because they're working like the Wolf of Wall Street and they need to get a massage mm. be- before their big day on the stock market, but they still want to be there in the morning catching up on the morning news and checking the markets and stuff there's got to be like you know you get down you do the massage but they got the tv screens there yeah it makes a lot of sense i mean Gemma often when we're watching tv will plop herself in front of me to get a quick little neck rub so it doesn't seem to you know distract her the tv actually it seems to go hand in hand where she's watching her favorite show and getting a neck rub i've never thought about this before i actually find often i get bored during a massage and, you know, my mind starts to wander anyway. If I could watch some, like, season highlights of my favorite show, that'd be amazing. Well, how about this, Charlie? Uh, yeah. Obviously, one of the biggest problems facing the uh, film industry is that people aren't going out to cinemas anymore. How about you introduce massage sessions? So, basically, yeah. because you've got all these empty rows anyway, so that's the perfect place for someone to be behind you. So, you could introduce, mm. like, a segment where you're, like, if you go in Tuesday at 11, it's a massage one, and, like, someone will come and sit behind you, you can watch, like, your movie, and you get a massage at the same time. I actually think we're thinking the wrong way around. I think rather than bringing entertainment to massage, we should bring massage to more events. Like, you think about like nowadays when you are waiting for a coffee or you're on the way to the airport or something, the first thing you do is whip out your phone and you start scrolling through social media. But if in those times instead I could get a neck rub or some kind of ha- hand massage would be the best. Like it's a half an hour cab ride to the airport in Melbourne. If I could just get a little hand massage on the way out there, not from the driver, that, that, that seems like it's too much multitasking going on. But if there was a qualified masseuse in the back seat and for an extra... 10 bucks on top of your cab ride, you could get a hand massage. I'd be down with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an added extra that you put in. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be I... like being in a club in the, in, the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, where everyone was on ecstasy and giving each other hand massages. <laughs> I'm totally, I miss those days. I'm totally down with that. Yeah. I'm never going to buy anything new. I got to be honest with you. I'm, that, that's the one that I absolutely get, which is like, I can buy other things, but I wear the same thing every fucking day. Mm. So why would I buy anything else? Yeah. Like I'll buy it but and don't, I'll just be in the cupboard. But don't you ever, yeah, like I've got like five different business shirts 
And why? You, you've never <laughs> ever been never, to five business No, meetings. like whenever I wear a suit, it's for like a wedding right. or a function, it's right? Never I'm business. never business, <laughs> but I've got like three business shirts. And why do I have these business shirts? And they're probably about 10 years old as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't... I bought them just in case I had one of those high-powered meetings about our podcast. I figured... When we started TOEFOP, I went out and bought three business shirts. For all the high-powered business meetings we're going to have. Um, I must admit, I recently uh, cleaned out uh, uh, the wardrobe and was going to you know, send a whole bunch of stuff to Vinny's. And uh, there was a couple... Not sent Vinny's, just your mate Vinny. <laughs> yeah, to Vinny's. Vinny's mate. Actually, to be honest, there's this guy Vinny. I owe him a lot of yeah, money. he's your cousin, I, right? You know what? Well, here's the thing. I needed money like really, really quickly and he was there. But it turns out that I had agreed to a whole thing. It was very high interest rates <laughs> anyway. He th- I, the, the problem with my back is that he just comes around every day and punches me in the back <laughs> until I get him the money. So anyway, Charlie, can I have some money? Um no, I the I was uh, cleaning out the wardrobe and there was just so many things in there. Like there must have been a time where I like was going to I guess weddings, like a couple of weddings, and I bought like say a different suit to go to two different weddings, yeah. and then those suits have just like stayed in that cupboard for like five or six years, and now A I wouldn't fit into them, yeah. and B like they just don't look like a suit that no. someone my age would wear. No, that's a thing. I don't know. I'm, st- I'm still trying to settle on my look too as I push into 40. I don't know. Like you have your kind of like, people know that you dress mainly in black. Right. You're very, you know, you're very sort of well, I, that's simply. The, yeah, it's the no look though. Yeah. It's not like, I mean. No, but it's kind of like, I think you have a look. Like I yeah. know most days when I see you, I've got an idea of what it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas my look bounces around <laughs> and it's like, I know what I like. I know and I think what suits me best is a white trash look. Yeah. I look good with like, Jeans, boots, like a checkered shirt and a trucker hat. That really suits me and a bit of stubble on my face. Like I look like uh, I'm a redneck. That's a good look for me. But I don't know how to transition that into like evening wear. <laughs> like that's just like my day to day. But like, what do I rock at night? Gemma and I went out for dinner last night and I'm like, oh, I want to look nice for my wife, but I don't know what to wear. I, I don't have anything. Do I put a suit jacket on? Is that too much? Do I, is a leather jacket too cash? I don't fucking know. A shirt? No, what should I? A t-shirt? That's no, that's too cash. I just don't know. Yeah, no, I understand. Like that idea of um, uh, we were talking about the other day. Somebody um uh, is a personal shopper, and uh, just that you I- know a personal shopper. Yeah, well, know someone through someone who right. is a personal shopper, and that idea of having somebody because I had a suit made for me. And it's the best suit that I've ever owned in my entire life. Like, you know, I mean, because he, he fixed me. Yeah. He fixed me in a suit, Charlie. Like, he put a shoulder pad Was in. Was it a montage? But, like, it's literally one of those <laughs> Where things. Where he measured the inside of your seam and you punched him in the head. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's, like, just the way that he put the jacket together. I put it on and suddenly my body's not wonky. Yeah, like, right. Like, you know, he's just fixed it all. It, it looks fantastic. And I just wonder if how much better your life would be if... Like you I know, I know the style that. of clothes I like, but if they could get them that, where I didn't have to go and buy them off the mm. rack or whatever, they just made me like a version of. But then are you just the crazy person who wears their own clothes? Yeah. Like, would it be weird if I had someone just make all my clothes specifically for me? And so, if someone asked me, "What are you wearing?" I'd be like, "Will." If someone told me that like Bill Gates had that done, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like a rich. That sounds like a rich person's luxury." How rich do you think I need to get? To have a bespoke outfits made. Yeah. yeah. So are we talking every like how many outfits well, I mean, but, made? Well, I'm, like, I'm, like is it seasonal? Every season I'll come and make yeah. you a new range. Okay, so here's what I would say. Genuinely, I reckon I can get away with in my kind of like day to day. If I have like three or four pairs of like basically the same kind of pants, 
you know, these sort of baggy slash, you know, they look Fisherman like tracksuit pants, but they're dollar tracksuit pants. dollars tracksuit pants. Because that's basically all I wear. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I fa- either rougher or fancier versions of those pants. Yeah. And then like a bunch of t-shirts and like a couple of like, you know, hoodies and like a jacket. Like, yeah. so essentially like, I guess 12 items or something like that. That's pretty much my basic wardrobe, right? Yeah. And I get it replaced every four seasons. Let's go with all, all four seasons. Well, so every year. Isn't it, it's four seasons a year? Well, that's what I mean. So, yeah. But as in I get it replaced for seasonal. Okay. So, so like I've got yeah, a summer winter, version, summer, I've got an autumn spring. version, okay. I've got a winter. Yeah. So let's say each season you have just for the sake of putting them to like eight outfits per season. Yeah. Because some of them are going to cross over. Yeah. Like between, you know. You, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's 32 outfits. 32 outfits 32 a year. outfits that a year. It doesn't seem extravagant. If someone is uh, what about underwear? Making it if they for you. if they're making your underwear, because yeah. that's a thing, right? I can understand the bespoke outfit, uh-huh. right? But are you still gonna if you're gonna be spending that much money and have that tailored outfit? Are you really gonna be wearing your bonds undies underneath? Are you gonna get them to tailor make your undies? Now, if you told me that Bill Gates has his underpants made bespoke every season, I would be like, that's eccentric, rich man luxury. I uh, am gonna get mine built into the pants, so. That's, that's great. Like so, but like, hang on. So it's the equivalent of so arranged in a way where I get the support of and like support and sort of. <laughs> Did you, so you guys can't hear this, but Will started that sentence. He said, "I get the support," and then he's held his hand up in front of my face as if to say, "Stop! I'm going to continue." <laughs> As if I had anything to contribute to this bizarre hypothetical. So, no, I was more imagining oh. where I was going to get the support. Oh, I thought you were trying <laughs> to shut up. No, I wasn't. No, that was more me kind of gauging in my imaginary pair of pants where the support <laughs> would need to be have. So basically what I want is, because I'm mostly like commando, but I like the obviously protection and you know occasional support of like what underpants bring. I believe mm. that there must be something in between those two things. So a bit of extra extra sort of support and sort of infrastructure built into your kind of pants, but without it actually having to feel like you're wearing the constriction of underpants everywhere. Because for example, say this top bit of the underpants, you know, the bit before, the bit between your belly button and your, well, I'm not wearing them up to my belly button, by the way, but like that, that, that bit there to your genitals, you don't really need like, underwear there right that no. is unnecessary layer yeah so i'm talking about a so kind like of a below the belly button where, yeah like yeah. only the bits you need like you don't need it at the so side. It's, it's literally like targeted support yeah for your for me genitals specifically for your genitals yeah but i mean do- that's all it sounds like all you want it sounds like yeah. you want genuine freedom so you don't yeah. actually need an underpants i want freedom you but just, just need scaffolding support. for yeah, your balls exactly. and penis that's what i'm saying <laughs> that is exactly what i'm saying i am saying i want like bespoke artisan support yeah. built into my suit that is but I want them to do a mold you know like they do with oh like, yeah yeah, you yeah. Know. because you're a fucking filthy perv who wants some <laughs> special effects guy to slap you in nuts and plaster but don't you think imagine that if you could just slide oh god can you imagine that guy every season that guy's like oh I've got to go put it make a mold of Will's dick why are we having to make a new can one you use every the last season one? Oh, he insists <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> right. It's just because, well, but don't you imagine, like, I know you're kind of joking, but like, if you have shoes that are tailored to your feet, or if you have something else that's tailored specifically to you, then it's more comfortable. Mm. If this were to be the case, you know, I get this kind of built in. So can you just Google like bespoke underpants or tailor-made underpants? Because if this is not a business... I'm thinking we could get into but it. Bespoke underpants is different to what I'm saying because bespoke <laughs> underpants is just handmade underpants. No, right? what I mean is, but like I want them built into the suit. Yeah, 
for and but I mean, if you can think about the different ways you can support the area, like we could come up with different. Like there could be sort of like, you know, like a uh, there could be sort of a cloth um, holding, like just like a like a a bag you could hold uh-huh. them in. Or if you wanted something a bit more, you could crisscross like a gentle silk crisscross, like a netting to hold them in. Like we could do all these different kinds of Well, this of is again, Charlie, but this is exactly now you're using your imagination yeah. and you're starting to not mock me. <laughs> like imagine it's a big night out yeah. and you just want to have them in velvet yes. for the night. That's amazing. So maybe you can swap them over. Maybe they're not specifically built. Although, no, I like the idea that they kind of... Is this just for men? Because like... Well, I mean... Not I mean, in, I guess not women... This, well, well, I mean, I guess you could do it for bras. We could do it. We could do a, a women's line as well. well like, I imagine they probably have things like that, don't you think? That sounds like the sort of like you know underwire in your well, dress no, but or something, right? Oh yeah, I guess there is. But there's no like if we could come up with a bra built into a t-shirt. I know lots of girls would want to wear that. Uh, look, then we can line it with whatever you want. <laughs> here we go. Uh, this is not going to answer our question, but uh. I just like the headline here, so we might as well dive into this hole. Uh, somebody has asked uh, Metafilter, you know, which is just one of those, like, Aggregated. I've got a question for the internet. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those. And uh, here's the question. Is it weird to get underwear altered or taken in? So th- at least we're going to get into the world of, well, if it comes up, it doesn't seem like it's going to come up. Uh, <laughs> no one well, answered it? Not one person? It does seem a touch too intimate, e.g. if the tailor has to uh, lift, at which point... Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So apparently... it. Apparently, it's fine. Apparently, you can do that. So, people tailor underwear? Yeah, you can tailor underwear, apparently. But I, mean, I don't think it's very common because there wasn't a lot of entries. No, it and it's up, one of those things where, like, you think, of, apart from, like, so you wear briefs, boxes. But don't you think of all, like, in the same way as I think it's crazy it's taken this long for pe- for beds to be matched to your back. I can't believe that's not a thing that, like, they've had forever, right? Mm. It, don't you think that like your underwear, it's, isn't it the weirdest of all things? Like the further you get out on your body, the less you care about it fitting you specifically. Yeah. But your underwear is like the closest thing, you know, to your genitals. I Surely you want it to be. Well, I just want, I just want it, I just want it strapped in. Like I'm kind of. Yeah, see, that's a really functional approach yeah. to your junk. That I feel like, don't you feel like it should be. Breathing? Like, well, at least <laughs> treated with a little more respect. Well, I feel you know? this is respect. I feel like I just don't want to sit on my balls. No one does. Charlie, I imagine it is as about as uncomfortable as having someone try to force a USB cable in, upside down and doing it with such vigor that they actually get it to stick for a moment. No. Thank. You. Now. Seven years later. Awesome and Clawson absolutely does rhyme. It's no. actually a pretty solid assonant rhyme. You no. see, in fact, there are many no. types. So of hang on. So what is it? Assonant. Yeah. A double S O N A N T. It's an assonant yeah. rhyme. Charlie, I'm just going to put this on the. You know, I'm going to put this right out on Front Street. Any yeah. qualifiers disqualifies it. <laughs> That's. It's like you saying, like you know, songs that made you cry. If there's a film clip or a story or an explanation, if you have to put a qualifier at the front of rhyme, doesn't count. I'm looking for straight. Fucking rhymes, and this is not a straight rhyme. I don't care about your qualified rhymes. You see, in fact, there's many types of rhymes. There's actually about 25 types. Nope. The definition of a rhyme is simply... One type of rhyme and 24 (laughs) other things that aren't fucking rhymes. The definition of a rhyme is simply two or more words that sound similar. Awesome and Clawson totally sound similar, Will. They do not. Please... 
and then he wrote in brackets, please point aggressively at Will when you read this. And uh, if Will point is reading as it, much as you fucking want aggressively at Will. You're still wrong, <laughs> which rhymes with bong and song, but not with uh, Tom. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and assonant rhyme is when the vowels and the words rhyme, but the consonants don't. Yes, only the con- the, the, my whole point is that the consonants don't. This has literally been the point I've been making the whole fucking time. This proves my point. It does not disprove my point. When only the consonants rhyme, it's aptly called a consonant rhyme. Nah. When both the vowels and the ending consonants rhyme, this is called a perfect rhyme. Perfect rhyme! <laughs> a perfect rhyme! This rhyme so what you're is saying what... is that awesome and clawson are an imperfect rhyme. Not a rhyme. By definition, not a rhyme. The saga continues. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.